So it's so great to have all those kiddos and ministries testify. It's really, really cool. We don't get that, but once a year for maybe twice a year for all those littler ones um, to come up and to testify. Becky, thanks for doing the bulletin boards up front. Uh, well, before you enter the worship sanctuary. Yeah, we can just say, yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for that. And you've got up there, it's just beautifully done. It's like, do you have a mentor? And I got to tell you that that's a big theme. Your notes say ministry to the world. But what's interesting is that um, yours actually, your chapter was ministry to others. But you're going to see that ministry to others and everyone is ministry to the world. And it's a joy to finish this series. Are you sick now? No offense, Jonathan. Are you sick now of that introduction? It's like eight times or seven times we've had it. And it's just like, oh my goodness. Yeah, we're moving on to something else. But, uh, but not really because we need mentors. And we need, uh, see, the Lord is calling right now to give a message to somebody that will give a message to me to say, we need mentors. I need a mentor. I think I might have one in, in Pastor Jack. Uh, we're, we're working on it. Um, we meet at Panda Express once, and uh, actually twice, because we met in a different location. Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you that there's so much that we get to be thankful for. Thank you that you will drive home based on your Holy Spirit, the scriptures. So help me to get out of the way. We love you and we need you. Illuminate your pathway for us today so we'll know next steps from when we leave here, when we go about our day, and if we go about our next week. Thank you that this topic is the last chapter that finishes some great discipleship principles. Thank you for today, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Okay, you know we start with funnies, and we've had some pretty good luck with church signs. Here's my fear point. It's like, did he show that one already? Well, you know what? We laughed a lot last time. We're not laughing again. No, no. Hey, don't let worries kill you. Let the church help. I mean, it's supposed to be two different phrases. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, that's funny. Okay, and this one, no pastor is exempt from this. Having trouble sleeping, that's the sermon topic. And then it says, hey, try one of our sermons. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's, wow. I mean... Let's just, let's begin. We're a little bit later than normal, but we had testimonial we couldn't have. We have a chance in Project Hope to help people that we wouldn't have known about. So yeah, it's pretty powerful. Oh my goodness, we start right in with people. People, people, people. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I got, I got up 
and just had some time with Jesus today. So I feel as though I can like go faster <laughs> so you don't feel like, uh, well, we do have benches to sleep on up here if you get really tired. And, and that's okay. You know I say that all the time. But because I had a good, a good morning and with Jesus this morning, it's like I can take a drink. We can get going. If I don't get time with Jesus, I come up here and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like, a, it's like, it's water. It's like somebody fell. You, the response. Oh, it's water. That's all. I've got more. I've got more. Marlon's not here today. He's out of town. I'm not going to have to answer for it later. Not going to find out there's dirt spots. Now that there's water and people are tracking, no, he doesn't know. Now, don't tell him or don't blackmail me. That's not nice. Oh, we're in this together. We struggle together and we have good days together. Okay. Hey, so Maria, Maria came to church a couple weeks ago and she just visited um, the front area and wanted to come in and pray. Um, Short story longer, <laughs> okay. um, we ended up praying, Erica and I and her, and uh, in the sanctuary, and then she gave her life to Jesus, which was cool. We brought her back, and then uh, we gave her a discipleship book thinking, oh, we'll never see her again. And, uh, and then she like came back last week with chapter one done. And so, and so, yeah, so yeah, you can give her a hand, you give Jesus a hand. She's on fire. She's on fire. And so we want some of your fire to rub off on all of us. Okay, it's, it's pretty cool. And then Dorothy, our neighbor, Dorothy, 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 yes. Um, Dorothy, our neighbor, she came to Christ, um, golly, two months ago at our new members class meeting. And uh, then she is, uh, she's looking to be baptized um, in a, she can't really get on those steps. So she's looking to be baptized probably in a month or two or three um, and over at her pool, and then we'll bring you the video. And that'd be kind of cool. So she can make her inward decision for Christ outward. Uh, but she texts Liz and I, and she texts us all throughout the day and sometimes at night, but she's got we got to pray for so-and-so. we got to pray for this person. This person is at peace and loves Jesus. we got to go help this person. It's non-stop. There's a fire. There's a fire inside of her. that it just, it just, It's hard to be matched. Because you got to go back to when you received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And when I received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And you go, yeah, pretty cool times. Pretty cool times. Matter of fact, that's what mattered. Not the other things that bombard us. And so what's nice now is, is, is we're looking at like a mentoring relationship there. <laughs> and then Liz and I get Dorothy. Liz and I get Dorothy. And uh, as a mentoring relationship there. Because mentoring is everything. It's so part of everything. Okay, so thank you, Maria. Thank you, Dorothy. Hey, let's look at this. True or false, God gives us free will to make choices that honor him or honor self. True or false? 
Yeah, yeah. And we see it with Maria. We see it with Dorothy. We see it with, well, we see it with all of us. He gives us choices. Your choice to be here today. Thank you, Jesus, for people here today. Because God has something for you here today. Because you made a choice to come and worship him. Him. So per forget about yourself and, and concentrate on him and, and, and worship him. You see, that's a song that somebody wrote to say that, hey, I've got, I've got stuff in the world that's ugly, but we get to worship him, him today. And we glory in him for that. Do you think it's of the utmost importance to God that he preserves our free will? Ah, absolutely. And uh, don't get into the Arminian Calvinistic argument here. I mean, we can. I'd love to talk about it tomorrow. It'd be a great time. Uh, but, uh, but let me show you a little video, a little video clip. And it's um, of Ravi Zacharias. You're going, oh, he had hard times before he died. And uh, he like was doing, I heard some bad things. Okay, well, that'd be the same of your pastor and same of the pastor's wife and, and everyone else. You know, it's just none of us are exempt. He, he was a brilliant theologian, a brilliant theologian. But he talks about this. He talks about the importance of God preserving free will and the limitations and consequences of it. The consequences of it and limitations of it as well as the benefits. Okay, so let's, uh, so let's go through that. When he talks about pull the trigger, he means a, a firearm. When he talks about pull the trigger, he means a firearm when he says this. It's only 25 seconds. You're going, wow, you're building that up for 25 seconds? That's a lot. You may have to click on the OK uh, button there, uh, Jonathan, because mine doesn't work on this right here. You cannot have love without the freedom of the will. If you are compelled by some machine to a certain decision, you can never love. You can comply, but you will never be choosing to express that sentiment and the reality of love. If love is the supreme ethic and freedom is indispensable to love and God's supreme goal for you and for me is that we will love him with all of our hearts and love our neighbors as ourselves, for him to violate our free will would be to violate that which is a necessary component so that love can flourish and love can be expressed. If you're asking for God to always stop the trigger, why not God stop everything else? Interesting. So the implications, the implications for God to violate our free will would be to violate that which is a necessary component so that love can flourish and be expressed. Here's the downside. This means that evil is allowed to flourish as well on this earth at this time. But you see, God wants our love and our adoration. We're not puppets. We're not puppets. And so, interesting point that we're going to see good and bad. Good and bad in this earth. And there's, there's all the more joy when we see the good and glorify God to feel his presence, to know his presence, and to go forward with that, with that feeling and understanding. Very powerful. Very powerful.
Hey, as we talk about making choices to love and honor Jesus, look at this. This is coming to our church, okay? Uh, uh, Jean's class, Jean's class is going to start November 19th, Sunday morning. Oh, I thought there was like, that was like somebody cheering. I, I mean, play that. It's a, perfect, it's a perfect time. No, that's, I mean, that would like, yeah, that's even better. Um, Sunday morning, adult Bible study, 845. Study Old Testament history through faith and work of two famous prophets, Elijah and Elisha. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Contact Jean if you want to be a part of that. I'm going to be a part of it, but I'm going to, I told her, please tape it or video it so I could like listen to it because I'm, I'm in my little prayer meeting. By the way, in the pastor's office, we had five people praying today. Five people praying. That's a God thing. That's a God thing. Because we started with two. So, so thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Hey, if you desire to go through Brown Book Discipleship on Wednesday evenings, see Jane. So you, you missed the seven-week series, and you want to, like, take it now, discipleship. Wednesday nights, I think probably 6.30, um, uh, Jean had said, yeah, I think she said, I think she said both her and, and Pastor Jack would be teaching that. Could you imagine? Hot dog! That's really cool! That's really, really cool! Pastor Jack is... Technology issue, please. Tech help to the front. Tech help to the front. Just kidding. Should be okay. Hey, read that. Well, somebody read it out loud real quick. <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Jack is preaching next week. Pastor Jack is preaching next week on the best discipleship passage in the Bible. Um, no pressure, but he is. Invite all the community. So what I want to do, what I want to do is let people know he pastored here for 34 years. So he's going to come be the teacher next week while I, I gear up. And, and Liz and I will be here. So we'll be walking around, probably hanging out next to you, trying to like get chummy. We'll be here. But here's the thing. I'll be working on a, a worldview sermon series um, that will be kind of nice, Lord willing, that will start in two weeks. So, uh, so you get the idea. You remember this. Pastor Jack is back! It just helps us remember to get the word out. That's all it does. Men's group will be doing a verse-by-verse -verse study of Genesis beginning November 29th. And uh, Darlene's class, Darlene's class, Darlene, Darlene, Darlene. What, what, is, what are the ladies learning on Friday nights? What is contagious joy? Woo! That's awesome. Debbie's class. Debbie, do we know what we're teaching uh, after the discipleship yet? Strength? Strength in Jesus. Strength? Okay. So there we go there. We've got Gracie and Paul's class. They have a small group. There's like 16 small groups that you could join. It's choices. It's mentoring. It's being mentored. And so it just, it just dominoes. And the growth is there for you to receive the opportunities as we'll see more. Hey, question. Mentors and modeling for others. You a mentor, me a mentor, me a mentee, you a mentee. Okay? Mentors and modeling for others. Does God ordain this kind of partnership 
in the Bible? Yes. It's like, why do you ask all the questions if they're always yes? Or if it's like fill in the blank, what's the, always the answer? Jesus. Jesus is always the answer. That's just, that's just funny, but that's true. Mentors and modeling for others. Does God ordain this kind of partnership in the Bible? Hey, little hangman, little hangman. Come on now. Who was the well-known mentee that the Apostle Paul mentored in the Bible? Jesus. <laughs> Timothy. But yes, because, because we live in a society where everybody gets a, uh, an award, that was a good try. And I liked your answer, and it gets almost full credit. It's a great job, because Jesus is a good answer. Uh, so thanks, Simon, for that. Okay, so let's go. That's true. Hey, in Acts 16, Paul is going on his second missionary journey. We're looking at AD 49 to 52. With Silas, after Barnabas leaves. So after the first missionary journey, Paul and Barnabas are going and getting ready for a second missionary journey. Believe it or not, it's like five years later. Some say a year and a half, too. I have checked out too many scholars that are conservative uh, and, and very well-versed. We're looking at five-year five year hiatus difference there. So, so Paul's going back with Barnabas, and they start to quarrel about John Mark, who left them on the first missionary journey. And they had a big scuffle, a big to-do. A big, uh, what do you call it, tat, 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 I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all that. Yeah, they had that. And so they just departed. They liked to, they went separate ways. So, so Paul then picks up Silas, okay, who's who very well grounded in the church, Roman citizen. And, um, and, so, and so what we have here is now Paul going on a second missionary journey with Silas, Instead of Barnabas, he makes a stop in Lystra to pick up Timothy, who accompanies him and serves as an apprentice under him. Timothy's biological father was Greek, so Paul filled the shoes of a spiritual father to Timothy. Timothy's age, right here, Tim Timothy's age when he gets picked up, taken away by the Apostle Paul, f 15. 15. You don't think mentoring you guys? is vital and crucial, yeah, yeah, 15 years old. At 30, Paul sends somebody by the name of Tiffany, Tiffany Timothy, no, don't go there, um, to Timothy to pastor the church at Ephesus, where he writes first and second Timothy to him. So it's like, yeah, mentoring, mentoring. Who picks up, who picks up Sonny Boy? Who picks up, who picks up this nice little lady? Who picks him up and takes him forward? We do. We do. Those of us that are older, we need mentors. We need to be mentees. We're not done learning. If we have breath, if we have breath, God's not done with us. So let's get it on with his plan and, uh, and go from there. So let's see here. Let's just look at this. Let's look at this journey here. Timothy's how old? 15. 
Paul, which, how many missionary journeys are we talking? Is this the first one or the second one? Okay, and there is another, but we won't talk about that today. Uh, excellent. Timothy accompanies him. Now, what's the issue with needing a mentor? If Timothy's father is Greek and not born again, and there's a big Jewish population that's coming, um, well, that's, that's, that's present in the early church, as well as places that Paul visits, even though he ended up in Asia Minor and then in Europe, there's something about Timothy needing assistance. Mom's a believer, grandma's a believer. Dad's, dad's not. And so, and so there's, there's a little void there. And so there's an extra need. There's an extra need for Timothy to get picked up and to be, to be mentored. So it's already assumed after the first missionary journey, because Paul's going back to Lystra, Derby. It's already assumed that, that Timothy is loving Jesus and has started to work for Jesus because he's got a reputation like that. So the ball's already rolling in Timothy's life. So let's go on here. Paul needs a sense of good parenting to be grounded so we can find success in life, so he can find success in life and to dream big for the kingdom. Oh, and he did. He did. He followed Christ and later was beheaded. Beheaded for Christ. At least that's the conjecture. That's the idea. Martyred for the faith. Just like a runaway slave named Onesimus. Somebody said Onesimus. I don't know I wasn't there. Yeah, I can go with that. I can do that. We can take that on the road. Here's the scripture. Let's go. Acts 16, ESV. Paul came also to Derby and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer. But his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him. And he took him and circumcised him. What? No pun intended with the voice. Circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places. For they all knew that his father was Greek. So now we're talking... A 15-year-old boy being circumcised. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm depressed too. And so, and so, if you go to the chapter before, there was this Jerusalem council where all the higher-ups, all the, uh, uh, the new uh, uh, believers in Christ, you got Peter, you got James, were there meeting because... There was some argument about people who felt that to come to Christ, they had to become Jews first. And they were teaching that. So Paul was emphatic in chapter 15 to say, you do not need to be a Jew and circumcised to be born again. He was emphatic. I mean, he was like, whoa, this is what I believe in. This will not happen. This will not happen at all. And so what, what we have here is the Apostle Paul turning 
his own viewpoint, his own, his own views, and now he's challenged about something else he says in the scripture, being all things to all people in order to win some to Christ. So here we go. If Timothy says, no, I'm not going to be circumcised, that was okay. That was okay, especially in light of chapter 15. If, if, if Paul says he wants Timothy to be circumcised, it's okay. It's okay because the purpose is they're going to see Jews. And for them to win Jews over to Christ, they need to know that they're speaking to uh, a true fellow Jew, Timothy. And so, God bless you. So, so what we have here, what we have here is just a request for somebody to, to get to a place where they can minister to others effectively. And look what it says here. For they all knew what his father was, uh, was Greek. Actually, it's in my next verse. Um, uh, it says that they ministered effectively to the churches, that they strengthen the churches, verse 4 and 5. And so it's just like, wow, wow. Okay, I, I get this. I get this now. Oh, my. In Romans chapter 16, verse 21, remember last, Timothy was coming on board. Timothy was being mentored by the Apostle Paul. Paul began working with him then. Look how many years later, look how the Apostle Paul addresses Timothy. Paul shares, Timothy, my fellow worker, sends you his greetings. Now he's a fellow worker. After years of spending time with the Apostle Paul and his, his mentorship. Look, look at the title. My fellow worker. That's pretty cool. In just, in just what, eight years? It even gets better here. Check this out. Finally, once we establish a relationship with someone and build their trust in the beginning to move them in Christ then we can model what mature ministry looks like. You got to get together. You got to hang out. You got to get together like on a weekly basis or maybe every other week. You got to get together with someone or let someone mentor you because left to ourself, 10 years later, 15 years later, you're going, well, I'd like to grow. I'd like to meet with somebody. And you're like, you wasted another 15 years. We don't have that kind of time to let spiritual growth, spiritual attributes that God has already endeared us with, communicable attributes, one that he possesses that we possess. Fruits of the Spirit. Get into a relationship with somebody who will pour into you that these things will become real life. Real life. Check this out, 2 Timothy 3, 10 and 11. One of Paul's final writings before he's, he's killed for his faith. Paul's second letter to Timothy. He's pastoring a church. It's many years later. You know what I teach, Timothy? 
and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. You know all these things about me because we've spent time together. Because we've spent time together. So, so some of us are like, I'm going to meet with you, and please don't call me for a couple weeks. You're hyper, you spit when you talk, and I don't think it's good for my blood pressure. I mean, sometimes there are things about people you don't want to, you just don't want to revisit all the time, but they don't have to be your mentor. I don't have to be your mentor. But we got to have a mentor. We see it, and we see the ill effects when we don't have it. We see when we're just wandering aimlessly. We have no God purpose. Oh, that world thing looks pretty good. Oh, that stung. Ouch. Uh, Lord, I'm back. I love you. It doesn't have to be like that. It can be this slow trajectory and that sanctification. Simon says so eloquently. It's that, it's that growing more holy, starting with a mentor. Oh. Paul sets the pace with his life and challenges with Timothy to keep, keep a pace and a model of his lifestyle. We now have seen Timothy as a mentee, a fellow worker, and being refined. For us, the challenge. For us, please, for us, the challenge. Who can we identify as a mentee? in our life, who has the potential to become our partner in the mission of the gospel. I wrote Diane's story because she was here on Wednesday or Thursday when I was here. Where'd you go, Diane? There you go, Diane. We were in the middle part of uh, Erica's desk area there. And Jean said, hey, I know this so-and-so. Uh, wait, no, that didn't sound right. I know this person. I know this person. And I've been, I've been working with this person and talking with this person. I'm going to call them and ask them if they'll go through the brown book with me. Do you remember that, Diane? That's the kind of focus. That's the kind of thing that makes life real exciting and really a blessing. Oh, it's sometimes inconvenient. I'm going to miss an hour. I think I'll miss the show Survivor. But you know what? Thank you, YouTube TV. I can tape it. So, so here's the thing. What's, I mean, we like Survivor. Don't judge us. We like Survivor, Liz and I. Um, but, but, you know, something's going to keep you back. Does anybody here need a mentor? Yeah, I got so two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven. Peer pressure is good. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen. There's fourteen of us. Fifteen. Fifteen of us need mentors. Okay. I mean, I just get excited about that because what you're saying is, Lord, yeah, I could use a mentor. So, so in the weeks to come, in the weeks to come, we'll let you just put your name down, and then we'll pair you with somebody who is available. And, uh, or if you know somebody, or just ask somebody. I'm okay. I'm okay to take several men, several men, uh, to be their mentor, to meet weekly for. I live to meet. And if we get food too, that's an added plus. It's all good. But I, 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 I live for that. I live for that. 
So, so let me know. Jesus, um, today, we just thank you. Um, Jesus, we've got a little portion of Israel to talk about, and I just, uh, it's late. So um, help us to decide how we will handle these last slides with Israel. There are things that are biblically sound that are important for us to get. And so, Lord, may, may there be an understanding from you as to when we share this information. Lord, right now, right now, we just, we just have to deal with our life, our lives and our situation. Lord, right now, right now, there are people possibly that, that, are, that are out there, not only in our, our small little uh, podcast there that gets, that gets taped, but, but even here, that may not know you as Lord and Savior. And that's the beginning of mentoring. That's the beginning of coming to a relationship with you and then, then nurturing it, letting it take you on an exciting adventure. And so, Lord, as the music plays, if there's anyone, anyone here that doesn't know you as Lord, or anyone here that's just confused with life right now, come forward. Have those people come forward and, and uh, ministry people, Liz and, and, uh, and others, if you would come forward and just be ready to receive some people. May it be, may it be that this is the time we take confusion and Jesus, we give it to you. And then we like, we walk out of here much lighter in terms of a burden because you are able to take all of our burdens and you do take all of our burdens. So, Lord, if there's, if there's somebody that just needs prayer this morning or needs to come to know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that you would just help them to come forward. We talked about this last week. To step out for you, Lord, gives a confidence that the world cannot give. Saying to others that you, you are most important. And I don't care what people think. So, Lord, help this time to just be a time where we just confess before you, one-on-one, -on -one, the things that have displeased you and caused us to go sideways and backwards and turned upside down. 